It's that old quote of when you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. So they do. They pause, they reflect, and they think, hold on, who am I? Now, travel is an outlet for this. Travel is a way that they can figure this out. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. Welcome everybody to your Badass Journey podcast. Today I have a podcaster of the show, Travel Stories. Hayden Lee is an amazing, just gifted person, not only in his auto engineering life, but really because he is all about the exploration and how to just find new ways to learn more about yourself and also connect with self through travel. He has this amazing podcast where he shares the stories as he goes around the world and visits with people, eats different kinds of food, uh, different ways of travel on his motorcycle and or by public transpo. But truly, it's amazing to just be able to dialogue with somebody who has embraced the exploration bug and actually found a way to make a living doing it. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I purposely am launching this episode around the holidays because we are all in travel mode. And I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Welcome everybody to your Badass Journey podcast. I had to have this guest on one of my episodes, and it's been taken a minute for us to find the time <laughs> to set up this um, recording only because he is a travel junkie. And what I love about um, Hayden's lifestyle is that I think everyone should figure out a way to design their life um, in doing whatever it is they love and incorporating it into what they do. So welcome, Hayden Lee, to your Badass Journey podcast. Hi, it's so weird being on the, the other side of this instead of Hi. just listening. <laughs> <laughs> strange, but well, as a podcaster yourself, you know, I know you share a lot with your listeners, but in order to um, let our, my listeners know, you know your background, uh, can you share a little bit about how you got to where you are today? and what your current focus is. Sure. So my name's Hayden Lee, and it sounds like I'm on a dating thing. My name's Hayden Lee, suitor number one. But no, so um, I am the the son of a hippie and a biker. My mother is a hippie, my father is a biker, and they produced me. So I'm a weird hybrid of the two. And uh, I'd kind of the, I'm going way back now, kind of the standard upbringing, you know. And then at a certain point, and I don't really know when it was, I think it was an amalgamation of things, but I realized that, or at least had the thought that maybe I don't want to live the life that I'm told to, you know, maybe that's from having a hippie and a biker, uh, well, parents really. But ever since then, I've had the thought of, well, maybe life shouldn't be just following this script, I call it, that we're supposed to live. This is all in air quotes. And, uh, and doing what we want on the side of that. Maybe we can not only bring the two together, but maybe we can live from what we want to do 
and then incorporate work and making a living into that so that you can actually live how you want to live. And it's partially out of uh, a certain fear, which I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into, and partially out of, I just don't like authority. So I want to do something that they don't want me to do. <laughs> so uh, so I, like you said, I travel a lot. And that's just the way I like to live. You know, I like to be in other places. I like to be meeting other people, seeing other cultures and things like that. And I've just come back from my 12 months or 11 month journey around every country in mainland Europe on the motorcycle, which is very fun. I've just come back from that and I'm just about to head out to Brazil. And yeah, it's quite fun. Yeah, it's it's fantastic because uh, you know, uh, of course, we'll share you know a link to your podcast in our show notes, and so folks can get a taste of how you mark what you've seen, done, do, who you meet, what you learn, what you eat, you know, through your travel journeys. But it all started by you becoming first an audio engineer. Is that is that right? That's true. Yeah. So I did go to university, even though my parents never encouraged it. I hear a lot of parents, oh, you, sh- you need to go. That's part of the script, isn't it? You need to go to university. But I did. And I can't remember why, but, <laughs> but I did anyway. And I went for uh, audio engineering and sound design, and things like this. And that's, uh, that's where I got my degree. And then I never thought that I would use it. I always just thought, well, I went to university for the parties and my friends, things like this, you know. <laughs> and it turns out, so I started the podcast because... I'd just come back from India and I was kind of a changed person in a sense. It was like I had this aura. I don't believe in auras, but it's like I had this aura all around me and I was frequently sitting cross-legged, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, and so uh, I would try and tell everyone all these stories, all these things. Like I, I almost died four times in a year and everyone had to know about this. And uh, soon enough, people said, well... You've told us this story three or four times. We don't want to hear it. And so I started a podcast where I would tell mine, (laughs) other people would tell theirs. And through the podcast game, because you network, networking is is everything in podcasting. And some a lot would say business. Networking is pretty much... And even travel. Networking is pretty much everything when it comes to that. And I got in touch with a few people and was invited to come on as an audio engineer for a company. I'm like, hold on, that's... That's what my degree's in. So I did. And it turns out that, well, it's it's the best job I've ever had, uh, first off. And it allows me to be location independent, which was my main goal, which is my main goal with, with my job. It wasn't financial. It wasn't anything. It was location independent. And through that, that's what I've done. And now I work and I work and I live simultaneously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the beautiful part. I love that you integrated... A skill set you had learned, you know, even though you it sounds like you kind of tripped up on it, you know, yeah, wasn't necessarily yeah. with a with a guidance of you're gonna work in that industry, and then figured out a way to allow that income that you do through audio production and allow you to travel and be anywhere. You know, it's it's you, anywhere you have an internet connection, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it makes it a little easier. <laughs> that's a very big thing, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's for me, that was the whole point of, of the financial means. Because like I said, for me, my, my life was never going to be go to university, come out, get, get a job, get a house, get a dog, get married, kids, etc. My, my life was never going to be that. I'm talking about it in the past tense, like my life's over, but my yeah. life was never going to be that, you know? No, but I, you know, the way you're, you're describing it is that, you know, so many people 
get stuck in the picture of what they think their life is supposed to be. And, and then they struggle when they want to question it. You know, and and you're bringing up that dynamic. It's when you're saying like my life isn't or my life wasn't supposed to. You know, even being as young and vibrant and so much in the future to happen for you, it it makes sense. It makes sense that like there's this picture of I had to kind of recalibrate and reset the design of the life I wanted. And who's to say it's not going to change later too? That the beauty of travel. So to touch on the travel part, I mean, I still know people who don't even have passports, mm. you know, who've never even left the US, um, which is where I'm based. And, um, and it just, it, it, it surprises me only because there is so much to see, you know, and so much to expose yourself to, to then figure out really how you fit in the world and, you know, what you love and what you like and create those preferences that make sense, mm. you know? So I'm curious with your travels, like, what has been, you know, the top, let's say, two trips or two travel experiences? Because I can't really call them trips since it's part of your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> two areas, locations, experiences that you went through that that really started to shape, you know, how you are grounded in yourself. Like that's me. That represents me, and you know, that shaped me. Yeah, I mean, so as you were saying, the people. People get into this kind of this mind frame of I must do this, I must do this, and then there is a moment with a lot of people, especially a lot of my listeners are always writing in saying, "Oh, I was following this path. I was a lawyer. I was whatever." And then I thought for a second, I stopped and I thought, "It's that old that old quote of when you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect." So they do. They pause, they reflect, and they think, "Hold on, who am I now?" Travel is an outlet for this. Travel is a way that they can figure this out. People always say, "Oh, I went to India to to find myself," and it's so cliche and it's so, but. There is there is truth in that, and the way I've come to the way I've come to think of it is, if you're talking with your grandmother, you probably talk and act differently than if you're talking with your best friend of twenty years. You know, you probably say different things, you phrase things differently, maybe you think differently about things. I don't know, but which <laughs> so when you're traveling, and if you're traveling solo, and you're in a place where you don't know anyone, and you're by yourself, who are you when you're by yourself? Now the answer for that to me, is the truest version of yourself. You're not colored by your surroundings. You're, you're not colored by where you grew up or your memories or people that you're with or who you're interacting with. You're colored by none of that. It's the truest version of yourself that can be, which is why a lot of people go to traveling. Now, two places that I've felt kind of grounded in myself or really grounded who I am, I would say... Again, it's relatively cliche, but India might be might be up there. There's a reason people go to India to find themselves. It is incredibly hard to explain using noises I'm making with my face. It's incredibly hard to explain using words, right? So I was living in an ashram in India for however long it was, six months or, or what have you. And um, there was no electricity and there were, there were no showers. We had to wash in the Ganges, which were high up in the mountains. So it was relatively clean. But it was that type of existence. We were eating real food. We were, we were doing real things. We were being with ourselves. And I mean, to someone in New York, that sounds like the opposite, you know? And, and so simple, simplicity is what exactly. it brings into play. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's stripping away. It's a lot like what you do in, um, say, in business, for example, if you're trying to find out the fault in a system, if you're trying to find out how to, how to make something more agile, something like this, then you, you strip away to the bare components and you go, right, okay, let's have a look at this now without any of that extra stuff on. That's what going to India is doing for you. That's what going to anywhere in the outback is doing for you. It's stripping away so you're just with you. And so I would say India, even though I almost died there twice, but you know, well, that's a different story. For you a different... could share that story too. What does that mean? You almost died twice. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a long story. <laughs> is it? Okay, just quick. Just the methods then. We don't have to go into the depth, but it's like you almost fell off the cliff. Did you eat something that was poisonous? Did you get stung by a snake? Like what was it? <laughs> okay, so there were four times in that year. So uh, the, the Cliff Notes version are uh, truck, car, uh, let's see, truck, car, uh, drowning, and what was the other one? Dengue fever. So, oh, wow. So I'm, I'm a, with a truck in the car, were you on your bike? That was in, no, that was in Australia. And uh, so the one time the truck, we were in a car and we were just going over this hill and there was, uh, there was a bit of a traffic jam, but they were stopped at the lights. And my dad, my dad saved my life without him even knowing, right? So mm. when I was growing up, when I was learning to drive, he was teaching me and he would say, you, he would ask me, what color is the car behind? And I had to know uh, I wasn't allowed to look. So it was always looking in the rearview mirror, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that was, that's a compulsive thing I do when I'm, when I'm driving that. And so I was stopped at these lights and I looked in the rearview mirror. There's a truck just, man, its brakes were on, but there was just, you know, it's all this smoke coming out of the brakes. It wasn't going to stop. It wasn't going to stop. Mm-hmm. So in a split second, I just moved straight to the side. And maybe maybe one second, maybe two after I'd moved to the side, it just went vroom, straight past where we were. It was seconds away. Seconds away, man. Mm. But those, man, I love those times. I've, I have a strange... Makes you feel alive when you <laughs> escape death, right? Like, <laughs> There's an energetic response in that for sure. 100%. 100%, man. There's yeah. nothing better than that. I live for those moments, man. <laughs> I live for the bad things. I've, uh, man, I've got a weird kind of theory on on bad things and good things and and <laughs> bad things that happen and things like that. But it gets my theories get a bit crazy. But <laughs> well, I think you live for the escape of the bad things. Like you know, it's like you you don't mind them showing up, just knowing you a little bit and listening. So <laughs> yeah, it's well, like you know, it's a, it's that it's the the moment right after that. Yeah. It's just like the whew. I did it and and or it's like that was a close one. I feel alive right now. Yeah. Right? Like exactly. it's that adrenaline hundred percent. And like the way I see it, it, either either something good happens or you have a good story. That's it. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's one of two options. It's like I always say about you've got me talking now, I'm never gonna stop. So it's <laughs> it's like I say about if you were if you're on a plane going from let's say Australia to Indonesia, something like that, right? And then you get in this is option one. You get in the plane and everything is fine, you safely arrive at your destination. That's just Wednesday, right? But then if you if you kind of you get in the plane and then something happens and oh no, and then an engine goes and then you you, you plummet into the water and then oh no, you have to go to an island and then you figure out how to live and then and then eventually you get saved. That is better than just Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? That's how I want to live. <laughs> yeah. Well that's that's living. It's it's so true. And you know it we've I think we most of us have 
become so accustomed to so-called comforts, mm. right? Where it's like, um, oh my God, I have to have internet access and I need to be online and see who's messaged me and then respond to this email. And oh, they left me a voicemail. I got to go to this meeting, right? Like there's this repetition of a box that you can easily live in if you don't shut it off and just be in life's moment, you know, and and it's the beauty of the the path you're on because you're constantly making sure because that's the number one thing for you to feel as if you are yourself is to make sure you're putting yourself in situations that are different. You thrive in variety, right? Like and and also just saying, okay, like this is me right now and it might be a bad moment, but I'm not going to let it ruin the rest of what I can get out of out of the rest of time that I have, you know, and it, they're beautiful um, life lessons in that. But it's also something that a lot of people have to work towards making sure they make the time to let that version of themselves shine, you know. Absolutely. And Absolutely. obviously, it's different here being in the States and the way we have our vacation structures and, you know, time off and all this stuff where. There's this amazing surge in entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, uh, trying for to help people navigate how they can do these sort of things where they can stand in their greatness, earn the income they, they need to earn, but truly live the life they need to live. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That you found a way to do that. Yeah. And you don't have to be traveling 100% of the time to truly be yourself and to truly be living life. That is, it's not one or the other, you know? No. And the, when I talk about the script as well and like the, the life that we're told to lead, like it, it took me, it took me a few years to properly understand this, like when I was younger, but some people, so I once asked my, you got me talking again. I once, I once asked my mother, why do people, go to work and then come back from work and then watch TV and then go to work again and then only have two weeks off. And why do people do it? I was like, you know, 10 years old or something. Yeah, I wanted to know how old you are. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and she said, well, it makes people feel comfortable if they know what they're doing. And some people enjoy that. And at the time, I didn't believe her. And I mean, we're talking three years ago. I still didn't believe her. But mm. I've come to realize that that is true. And... This, the script isn't necessarily people following it because they're told to or because they, they don't know there's anything else. It's just that is what some people want. And, do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, I, it's a baseline human need. So it's exactly, certainly exactly. certainty is what they're what what that habitual format of life creates. And having that certainty fulfills an actual human need. Like we all Absolutely. have it. It's just that's where certain people feel like they're thriving. They thrive in certainty and it's 100% valid and it works for them. You know, like it, and just like those that thrive in variety, like you and I are very similar in that we thrive in variety, change, what's uncertainty basically is what makes our blood kind of boil a little hotter. And that in itself is a different human need, you know? So it, it makes sense that you were perplexed by that <laughs> in others because it wasn't you. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. so you have your methods of certainty. You mm. on a bike in a new country, <laughs> <That's true. That's laughs> like true. having a, a schedule so that you know, you know, like, so there is a bit of it there. It just looks different than what the, what you could consider the norm. Right. Mm. Like, it, that's, that's truly it. But you do create it for yourself in your own habits. I'm curious, like, what was the, what was the first trip you took on your own? 
Ooh, okay. So I would still class it as on my own, uh, even though I was with my girlfriend at the time. But what we did was we were in England and I was living that life that that I always knew I wasn't going to. And I was I was very much on the way to that. I had an apartment. I had a girlfriend. We were thinking... We, we had cats, you know? I, I was on the way to that. And I felt that it was... That that wasn't what I wanted. It was just me not thinking about it and falling into it because it's very easy to fall into that, right? And so uh, I said to her, we should just give everything away, just give away all of our possessions and move to Australia, right? And she said, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. And so two weeks later, we were on a flight and we moved to Australia and we had no money, <laughs> no money whatsoever. We, It was, yeah, it was a very strange and amazing time. Like, Finances for me are very much not connected with how good of a time I'm having. It was absolutely amazing. And that that showed me, I believe, the resilience that you need to have during these times and during life in general. And it showed me that these new, these new situations that you can put yourself in, they're almost there to test you. And almost almost everything is kind of that you can think of it as a test. It's like, how will I get through this one? That's how I, how I like to view life. How will I get through this one? And then you learn. You live mm-hmm. and you learn. Yeah. So that one was very, very intriguing. After that, though, I went to um, to Indonesia. And that's when it all kind of... Because I, I left my girlfriend uh, in Australia and then I was out, out by myself into Indonesia. And that's when I kind of opened up to uh, kind of anything goes in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I was uh, talking to a guy in Indonesia. He said, hey, you should uh, you should get a bike in Vietnam and then bike from the bottom to the top. And then the next day, that's what I was doing. It's it was that type of yes to everything mindset. That yes to everything mindset, I still I still maintain to this day, and I maintain that it is one of the most beneficial things that I've that I've ever been a part of or made myself be a part of. So I think that's it's one of the biggest. Yeah, I think that's a that's a life changing one. That sounds amazing. And you know, as you've kind of formed this into your lifestyle and your brand, and you know, across your podcast, etc. You know, what would you say one of your biggest fears are? I have one overarching fear that is the catalyst for every decision that I make, <laughs> which I know sounds relatively grandiose. But um, I have this image. I have this image of myself, but it's myself in the future when I'm 90, 95. I'm fairly optimistic on my own health, but 90, 95, and I'm, I'm on my deathbed, right? And it's me on my deathbed. But I'm full of regret. I'm full of, oh, I should have done this. I'm full of, oh, why didn't I take that chance? I'm full of, why did I believe what I was being told all these years? And why did I not live the life that I wanted to? Do you know, it's that, it's the same feeling of, do you know, <laughs> so when you're younger, right? When you're younger and you maybe go out on a date with someone, right? And then at the end of the date, right, you get back and you're on the doorstep and you go, right, this is, this is my chance. This is my chance. I need, just need to, just need to lean in, just need to lean in, you know, and just go for that kiss, lean in. And in the time you're telling yourself, yes, I have to do this. I have to do. And then for, for whatever reason, mainly fear and doubting yourself for whatever reason, you don't. And then everyone knows that feeling. Everyone that's been in this position knows that feeling of when you're walking away from that house and you know, she or he have gone back into the house, you're walking away and you're thinking, man, why didn't I just do it? I'd do it now. Why didn't I just do it? That's the same feeling as me at 19. That is the fear. That's the fear that drives everything I do. 100%. Yeah, the fear of regret. And, yeah. the, and lost chances, it sounds like. Definitely. Definitely. It's because it's... 
you have no control at that point. You can't change that at that point. You know, it's it's already been and gone. I'm sure you can, you know, get out of your hospital bed at 90 and, you know, try and go skydiving. You can give it a good old go. But aside from that, it's it's very hard to change at that point. And I don't like I don't like things to not be in my control in a sense. Like I don't know whether there's something there, but yeah, it's it scares me to no end. <laughs> I mean, it's great to be able to express it so that you know how to com- combat it. Mm. But I'm curious if you were yourself now and you continue this charged life of travel and experience exposure and you are 95, what is it that that version of yourself you know, could tell yourself now? That is that is a very interesting question. I've never thought about that. Wow. So... You know when you're 15. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't know why I'm going back all these. That's all, all good. You know when you're 15 and you think, man, I know everything, right? And then you, you become 18, you go, man, I knew nothing when I was 15. This happens continually. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you're, you're 20, you go, man, I knew nothing. And then 20, well, 20 to 25 is a big, a big leap in maturity, I think. So when you're 25, you go, right, I, I really do know everything now. That continues to change. So when I'm 90, I will telling my previous self things or wishing I knew things that I probably can't even conceive right now. You know, it's like <laughs> maybe I'm going too hard in one direction. You know, maybe maybe I should I don't, this seems like a counseling session now. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that by the way. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. It's do you know what do you know what I think? Do you know how older people, they don't really care. <laughs> like if, all they, I'm not saying all they care about, but do you know when you, you, you see an older person and they're doing what they want to do and they don't really care what other people think? Yeah, you know? the, I don't give a... Exactly. They, they, they very much lose <laughs> the ability to... I think I got that in my 20s though, so I'm a bit... Same, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I went the opposite direction with that because I got into punk rock early in my teens and then <laughs> I, I kind of went the other direction. I was more like, I really want people to care, but in a negative way. You know, it mm-hmm. like went too yeah. far the other way. But um, yeah, so that, I think I'd be way more, way more that way. Like you need to, whatever you want to do, as long as you're not hurting anyone, et cetera, et cetera, disclaimer, disclaimer, whatever you want to do, you should just do. Yeah. And it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple, but it's so hard to internalize and it's so hard to act on like for, for a lot of people. And maybe that's the small steps that allow you to act on it in a small way and then build up. You know, and I think that's probably the way to do it. But I think it's important that people do act on those things so that it's so that it's them making the decisions and building their own life rather than what they think they should be doing, rather than what someone else thinks they should be doing. Anything other than what you want to do, I believe is a mistake. Yeah, I think and I totally could see your future self telling you that is <laughs> just to like stay the path, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've found this way to connect with yourself and who you really are and you're continuing to evolve and pivot when you want to right so for your future self to be like proud of the fact you led your life this way and and acknowledge it i i could totally see that based on on how you do live now that's cool. That's cool. That's nice of you to say. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I think it definitely comes down to honesty too. Like yeah. being honest with ourselves. Like there's a lot of... There may be a lot of things 
in in your life, whoever's listening to this, there may be a lot of things in your life that you do, and maybe you haven't really considered as to why you do it. So this this came to a pass in in my life recently. So I've I've been vegan slash vegetarian for the last eight years or so, right? And then I thought, well. I was looking into a lot of things and a lot of science and everything like this. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe it's not the correct way to eat. It's that, that first, that's the initial yeah. thing you have to say. Maybe this isn't the correct way. But, you know, the first thing is acceptance. That doesn't make any sense. But, <laughs> and so, uh, and so I started looking into it more. And then uh, I've got a DNA, uh, what's it called? Ancestry test on the way yeah. to see if I, as, as, if I'm the as Viking as diet. I look. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I thought, well, uh, I was looking into it more, and then I, I kind of, I had to admit to myself, may, not that I was, I kind of maybe that I was wrong. Do you know what I mean? And so now I'm now I'm not vegan or vegetarian as of like two days ago, and it it felt weird, kind of being honest with myself and talking to myself and thinking, hey, are you, are you actually doing this because the science and everything says that it's the right thing to do, or are you doing it because you've done it for so long, or and it's that honesty that felt kind of weird, but it felt kind of good. Yeah, yeah, you checked in with yourself. I do think that that that's a it's an amazing uh, example. You know, I go through it myself. I am also vegetarian, and I went through vegan phases, and um, and then allowed certain products back in um, or food sources back in, and then even recently. Uh, as I've, I'm aging, and the body needs certain nutrients, and if I'm not doing it right, I need to question, you know, is there a better way? Is there a way that I will have a thriving body, life, energy, you know, to sustain what it is that I want to be doing? And so it's it's great that you question it. I definitely get caught up, you know, as a as a longstanding vegetarian in trying to conceive of the mouth feel of animal products. <laughs> <That's where laughs> I'll I tell you, it has been weird these yeah, last few and days. Yeah, it's very strange, and it's and it, it's it would take some adjustment. But it's great that you know you're exploring that for yourself because one of the things I do in my coaching practice often, often is giving people permission to be themselves, you know, mm. and permission to change, permission to pivot, you know, when it's not working. You need to find something that does and be open to what those possibilities are and consider that, you know. So, the, even the simplicity and complexity these days of, of eating habits, right? Because there's so many options. <laughs> it's yep. not a one size fits all. It's not like we are in caveman times where we eat what we got in front of us and that's it, you know, that, that simplicity. It would be awesome if that was the case. But it's not. And especially with travel and what you... I mean, I think if I traveled as much as you do, I would totally be open to any eating style because I'd want to explore what that culture was all about. Mm. You know? And um, and it's a it's it's a dilemma I have in myself even, <laughs> you know, just you know, having a vegetarian lifestyle and traveling, where it's like, oh, but did I miss out? You know, did I miss out on an experience because I have this choice? And generally I don't because I find amazing vegetarian meals every everywhere I go. I also, one thing too, and I don't know if you've done this on your travels, something maybe you want to add is take a cooking class Ooh. in these countries. Every time my husband and I travel, we always do a cooking class because it allows us to learn more about their native foods, how they prepare them. And then it's a fun experience in that country. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's, that is really good. I'm definitely going to do that. Definitely going to do that. Even though kind of the way I, cause I've traveled as a vegetarian and well, mostly a vegan for the last, for the, I mean, eight years or so. And it sounds like, oh, I'm going to miss out on this. I won't get to have that. But it's really not like that. It's really strange. <laughs> There's always everything everywhere and it's always great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And every country has vegetables. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's nice. Except here in the New England side of things, I'll just have to tell you because we don't eat fish or anything either, right? As a veg. And it's yeah. like literally there was a phase in life of where the only thing you could get on a menu was French fries and salad. Oh. Right. Like and so it was very or the side dishes for like entrees. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it has gotten so much better and I'm very thankful for that. But that's why we also developed a great cooking style at home, you know? Yeah. So when we wanted something fabulous, like we could just make it ourselves. Oh yeah, exactly. But, There's so much more pride in that as well. I do love, yeah. I do love a bit of cooking. But that's great that you're in that exploration for yourself. And now that, that you're home for a few weeks before you go to Brazil, because Brazil, is it, you got your... Uh, you got a different kind of eating style there too. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Actually, for you to explore. yeah, like the first, the first meat I had was a rodízio uh, churrascaria in uh, yeah. in Birmingham, and yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that that's the first meat I had in eight years. It was, it was nice. <laughs> it was it, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be good in Brazil because yeah, I ah, just the smell of meat in Brazil because I mean, when you're a vegetarian. Meat does smell good on a barbecue. It smells glorious. It smells really nice. You know, raw meat, not so much, but like, you know, it smells amazing. So I am kind of looking forward to that. Yeah. It'll be part of your exploration. And then you can have like a whole food segment of your podcast Ooh. so folks understand what that's like, you know? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh, man. This has been awesome. I, I'm curious, you know, because of course, this is all about your badass journey, which you stand in, you know, every day. How do you define uh, what a badass is? Ooh. I would say that a badass is someone... Oh, man. It's so hard to define because because anything that I... Anything that I'm thinking of sounds so... Like exclusive, you know. Like, uh, so I was going to say, a badass is someone that does stuff that they want to do and doesn't let outside influences influence what they do and lives for themselves and does what's right for them and their family and everything like that. But that sounds like it excludes the learning of life, you know, because mm. because you don't know everything, and maybe the thing that you feel is right now isn't right upon further learning. So it sounds like that's exclusive of that. So maybe there's a middle ground between doing what you want to do and knowing that knowing that it's right for you, but also being open to the learning of maybe it isn't right for me and being open to yourself and being honest with yourself. And then if I can just add another actually. So I was uh, I was around at my nana's the other night, right? She's about, you know, 147 or however old and uh, <laughs> And she was saying this thing that I just, I just instantly thought that is badass. Okay, so back in in the early 1940s, right? She was however young she was, eight or whatever. And her dad, my great granddad, he was he was in the army, right? And he was back. He was home, and there were always German uh, planes going over, going over where she lived. She lived in Derbyshire, so they were going on their way to Manchester, right? And they would always come over. And then one day, she asked her dad. She said, "Dad." Are the Germans going to come over? And he said, not while I'm here. How good is that? 
<laughs> I just love it. Not while I'm here, love. Not while yeah, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> just sounded so <laughs> badass, man. I just love it. <laughs> That's amazing. She, yeah. Like those moments, they matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I think, man, yeah. (laughs) Has anyone's version of a badass gone on for this long? So I would say that also a badass is kind of who you are in your head because we, for, for the most part, we are. If, we, if we're thinking about who are we, we are who we are in our heads. That's a strange sentence. But if, you, if you're acting confident, you are being confident. If you're acting, you know, this goes on for everything, right? And so that's kind of reminded me of it that they're not coming over. Not while I'm here. They're not coming over. And if you live in that frame, I think life is about frames. Which frame are you acting in? Which frame are you, are you being? If, you, if you're in the frame of a badass... You are currently being a badass. If you're going to do something, if you're going to ask for a raise at your job, if you're going to do something, if you, if you bring on the frame of confidence, you are now acting out of confidence. So I think being a badass is believing that you are a badass. I love that. Because it is true. What you focus on, you find. Mm. And if you're embodying your definition of what a badass is and showing up in it becomes so much easier oh, in how you in how you act and how you carry yourself and the um, decisions you make. So that totally makes sense. Like you know, it's, it's way, basically believing your truth and stepping into it. You mm. know, it sounds like that's the badass stance that that you've described, which I love. You love know, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really cool to have you on and share just a small piece of you. Of course, listeners, you know, you guys have to follow and listen to his podcast. Hayden is uh, that traveling guru, I'm going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. All you, all you guys. And I just want to thank you, Hayden, for your time today. And, and just um, as you're at home, recharging, you know, getting ready for the next... Uh, travel stunt and and sharing that with all of us and I just really appreciate you being who you are and and also helping me with my podcast and making it sound amazing um, but it's just been such an honor to have you on today's show thank you very much it's been fantastic being here a little weird being able to respond to your voice because I never get to do that <laughs> <laughs> listening to it all the time but it's it's been fun thank you so much for having me thank you Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening. 